0: The Spirit of God just got a hold of me. I I was just being overtaken by the Spirit of God as I was, as we were worshiping today. Yeah, I know. It's like, wow. Were you guys at home? Were you guys being overtaken by the presence of the Spirit of God at home? I know I was. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of online here at the same time. I'm on Facebook. Somebody, somebody say, yes, I was or anything. <laughs> Sharon, yes. And Erica and, uh, Leg and wow, uh, Lucille. <laughs> All these people saying yes. God was ministering by your spirit and I'm so grateful for these opportunities that we have. Aren't you glad you came to church today, Trish? Hey? Wow. (laughs) I am so glad. Welcome, everybody. I want to just welcome all our online people. Thank you for tuning in. I don't know where you're tuning in from, when you're tuning in, how you're tuning in, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, I know uh, that we have a number of people online, but the majority of people that end up watching the service, you guys end up watching it maybe Sunday night or Monday or, you know, when you get off work and so grateful. Thank you for coming and uh, being here with us today. We, we've been, I started last week talking about the Holy Spirit and the importance of leaning on the Holy Spirit. And I don't know, but. Uh, I think that we would do ourselves a huge favor if you and I would learn to lean on the Holy Spirit more and more. Did you know Jesus taught his disciples to lean on the Holy Spirit? And did you know that the disciples taught their disciples to lean on the Holy Spirit? And then those disciples taught their disciples and so on and so forth to lean on the Holy Spirit. Uh, when Jesus walked the earth and during the time of the disciples and uh, for a long season after that, uh, they were acutely aware of the importance of leaning in on the Holy Spirit. They recognized the Holy Spirit's importance in their lives and in their ministry and in all that they could do and and they leaned in and learned and they leaned in and trusted and they leaned in and hoped and they leaned in and believed god for breakthroughs to occur in their lives and all around them i mean if jesus hadn't chose not to start his earthly ministry without first leaning in on the Holy Spirit, I think it's important that you and I do the same thing, that we choose to lean in. If the disciples um, were at that place in their lives where they realized that they needed the fingerprint of the Holy Spirit upon their lives, then I go, how much more us? How much more me to have the Spirit of God who played this huge role in creation back in the beginning, back in Genesis? How much more then should I not also lean into the Holy Spirit for help and guidance throughout my life? See, the Holy Spirit is not just a New Testament phenomenon. The Holy Spirit was very active and very present in the Old Testament. So he is not just the spirit for the New Testament. He's the spirit of the whole Testament. From beginning to end, the Holy Spirit was there. And every person in the Old Testament who encountered the Holy Spirit, they left knowing that they had just been in contact with a holy God. You know, for example, no prophet spoke in the Old Testament without the Holy Spirit's involvement in their lives. And evils that rolled over the earth back then and were eventually confronted by God's people Those people did so under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The miracles that we read about in the Old Testament, they were done, friends, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's not think that the Holy Spirit um, only manifested himself in the Old Testament at the book of Acts. He was continually manifesting himself. And as active as he was back then, he is now even more active today. Access to the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was limited. Access to the Holy Spirit under the New Testament is limitless. Did you catch that? In the Old Testament, and you read about all the miracles and all the signs and all the wonders and all the unique things that God did through his people, through his prophets and his kings and his priests and the various people throughout the Old Testament. You read about those and you go, wow, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. Well, that was under a limited access to the Holy Spirit. A very limited access. Today, we have a limitless, limitless access to the Holy Spirit. Friends, that's what I want us to see out of this series. Is I want us to see that we can lean on the Holy Spirit. We can lean on him and have access to him no matter what. See, access to the Holy Spirit's power, to his anointing, to his special abilities, to him moving in and through people's lives in the Old Testament was limited. But not so now. You and I, as people of God, we have limitless access to his anointing, to his presence, to his wisdom, to his strength to his guidance, to his power, to his grace, to his love, to all of who he is. Friends, we have limitless access to God. Imagine for a moment, if you could take a pill and that pill would unlock a limitless potential within you. Just imagine that for a minute. You know, you would... Think a thing, and it would be yours. Uh, learn a language? Sure, no problem, no issues. Take a painting? <laughs> no issues. Uh, become an expert in the markets? Well, hey, it's yours. Well, friends, we don't need a pill in order to do that. We have limitless access to the Holy Spirit of God. Who gives us this ability. Just think about it for a moment. Back in the day, in the Old Testament day, think about the military skill that was present in, in, in Israel's army. It, their warriors were unmatched over the entire globe. And it became clear to the nations around them that God was amongst them. That God's Holy Spirit was present. That God's very presence was with the people of Israel. And on top of that, Israel had some of the top artisans in the world. And it was all due to the Holy Spirit's anointing that was upon them. And that was under a limited presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives. You and I now have a limitless, limitless access to all of who the Holy Spirit is. So imagine what a people can do when the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit becomes limitless to us. Imagine what those people can do. Imagine what those people have already done and imagine what those people are going to do because those people, my friends, are you. They're you. They're you. God's Spirit came on the day of Pentecost no longer in a limited form. No longer just limited to a few people in... In a specific area at a specific time, like he did in the Old Testament. No more. At that point in history, on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God fell, he fell with limitless potential available to each and every one of us. Limitless power. Limitless strength. Limitless wisdom. Just think of whatever you can think of. The Holy Spirit is all of that and more in your life. That's why you and I, we need to lean on the Holy Spirit and learn to tap into that unlimited resource. You know, if you think about it on a small scale, when our kids come over for a visit... They don't need permission to, you know, go into the fridge and make themselves a sandwich. I mean, they, they may ask, hey, uh, do you mind if, if I use the, the last of this meat? And, and, you know, you would just, you, you would say, yeah, no issue. Go ahead. It's your kids. They don't need permission to come and make a sandwich. They don't need permission to go into the fridge and get themselves a drink or they don't need permission even to, Say, oh, I'm just going to nap on the couch for a little while. Why? Because they instinctively know that your resources are open and available to them. In the same way, God wants us to instinctively know that he has given us the Holy Spirit as an unlimited resource. Let's then learn to tap into that power, to tap into that strength and tap into that ability. Friends, this is what happened to me back in 1983 when I encountered the Holy Spirit of God. I received unlimited access to Him. And here's the thing about that encounter. At the time, I certainly was not deserving of it. Because here's what we tend to do as Christians. We tend to think in order to have access to the Holy Spirit of God, in order to have to be able to tap into his unlimited resource, we have to be absolutely perfect. That everything we do must be absolutely perfect. That we have to be this saint of a person, this saint of an individual. But I I want you to know and I want you to see through this, that is, that is not the case. Because when the Holy Spirit fell at the day of Pentecost, they were not perfect people. Uh, when the Holy Spirit fell in the Old Testament times, he fell on imperfect people. He worked through imperfect people. Let's get out of our brains that we have to be this giant of a Christian in order for us to have access to the spirit of God and to his power and to his anointing and to his presence. Because back in 1983, I certainly was not that I had just been born again. I had just recently given my life to Jesus Christ. And I knew how imperfect I was. And I knew along the way in my journey, and my encounter with God, how imperfect I was and how many mistakes I was making along the way. Yet the Spirit of God chose to baptize me in his presence. And I mean, when we're talking baptized, think about what happened with the disciples and all of those in the upper room. In the book of Acts, if you read that story in Acts chapter two, and, and you just envision yourself being there and you just envision what that would have been like. That's how it was with me when the spirit of God came and fell upon me. I, I, I was certainly undeserving and I was just minding my own business, sitting on the couch I was reading Scripture. I, I, I don't know what else I was doing. I, all I know was I, I was on the couch. I had my Bible with me. I was reading the Scriptures. I don't even remember praying and, you know, asking for anything special. And all of a sudden, it was like someone entered the room. And a holy wave swept over my body. And all the way down to my feet. And I knew that it was God and I knew that God's presence was here and I knew just instinctively I was freshly born again. I, I had been reading the Bible. Um, I, I have I at that time I hadn't even found a, a local church to attend yet. As I, when I gave my life to Christ, I gave my life to Christ through just reading the Bible and I had an encounter with him. Uh, I, where I gave my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and and not through a church and not through an online group, but it just me and him as I was reading the Bible. And so I had not yet been involved in a church, connected to a church, and this wave of the presence of God just flooded over me. And I knew at that point That this was God. I knew at that point that this was similar to what I had been reading about in the book of Acts. I knew that, wow, this is God. God's presence. And at that point, I never thought for a moment, wow, I'm undeserving of this. I never thought for a moment. But did you see what I did last week? (laughs) Did you see how I reacted last week? Did you see how I fell last week? I never thought that for a moment. All I thought was, wow, wow. And then, as quickly as he came into the room and came upon my life, and flooded me from head to toe, literally. It felt like from head to toe. It lifted from toe to head. It just started lifting. And as it lifted, my hand shot up in the air and I felt a peace and a love and a joy and a presence and a weight lifted off of me that I had been carrying around with me forever. And it absolutely transformed my life. At that very moment, it felt as if every hurt and every pain and every burden and every sorrow, every heartache, everything that I had ever done that was bad and everything that had ever been done to me that was bad, it felt like at that moment that it just lifted. It just lifted and left I had encountered the Holy Spirit of God. And in that encounter of the Holy Spirit of God, He changed me forever. Forever. And then, just like with the first time, another wave of His presence came and filled me. And this time, it never left. And this time... A love that I had never experienced before came. A peace that I had never experienced before came. A joy that I had never known before came. And I knew, but I knew, but I knew, but I knew that the Spirit of God was just doing a work inside of me. I knew at that point that I would never be the same again because I had encountered the presence of the Spirit of God. And it changed my life. And there's a scripture I want you to see that speaks about this. And it's in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit... You may abound in hope. This encounter that I had with the Holy Spirit did that to me. I started at that point in my life to begin to abound in hope. Up until that point, I still had no hope for my future. Up until that point, I knew I was saved. I knew I had given my life to Jesus Christ. But I had no hope for my future because my future looked bleak based upon my past. Because my past was was so marred. My past was so scarred that it was, okay, he saved me. Okay, he loves me. Okay, he made an impact upon my life by becoming my Lord and Savior. But that's about it. Is what I felt. But when I encountered the Holy Spirit that day in April in 1983, when I encountered the Holy Spirit that day, it was if that hopelessness left me. It was if all that grief of my past and the stain upon my future was completely wiped out. I, at that point, Learned what it's like to dream again, to hope again, to trust again. This scripture says, may the God of hope fill you. May the God of hope fill you and the God of hope filled me, my friends. And he filled me, as it says right here in this verse, and you see it clearly. He will fill you with joy and peace so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, You may abound. And I started at that point learning that I have been given the very presence of God to help me abound in my life. Friends, I I tell you this story so that you can have hope. So that you can be overtaken by this same joy That you can experience this same peace that I experienced. So that you can have a, a holy encounter with the Spirit of God. That absolutely changed my life. Friends, what I want you to see out of today's message is that you too... Can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit that will change your life. Absolutely change it. And here's the thing that I have learned. I have learned, and it's not a good learn, but I'm glad I learned it. I have learned that I can sit back and rest on that experience and say, okay, I experienced the Holy Spirit. Great, awesome, good, wonderful. I have to, rather than sit back and just say, okay, yeah, I had that experience back in 1983 and talk about the experience in 1983. Friends, I want to be able to continue to experience these times of being overwhelmed by the Spirit of God. I started to experience it a little bit during worship today. I, I just tears, I, I couldn't stop the tears. Um I looked at Fiona, uh, during the Waymaker and I just broke. Because the Spirit of God was communicating to me through, through her, through the song. And, and, and it was, This beautiful experience. I was just it was like me and God. It was like nobody else was in the room. It it was I just worshiping God. And then it just carried on and carried on. And I go, I don't want to just talk about my experience in nineteen (laughs) eighty three. And I, I I come to realize it's easy to do that. You have your own story of your own times where you've encountered the presence of God in a unique way. Um, it might have come through your own um, encounter with the Holy Spirit when you yourselves were baptized in the Holy Spirit and in power. And when he came upon you like he came upon the disciples in the book of Acts. And the early church in the upper room, and you have your own story of that encounter and and you you cherish that as you should, and you it 's a memory that you 'll never ever forget i don 't i haven 't forgotten um you know one little detail almost of that encounter I, I I have not because it was so profound upon my life, but i don 't want to just stay there. There is much more that the Spirit of God wants to do in and through our lives. There's encounters that He wants us to experience every day. Fresh encounters. Uh, fresh opportunities for you to be impacted by the Spirit of God and for you to be overcome with, as the scripture says, with joy. To be overcome with peace. In the midst of your trouble, when I think of being overcome with peace in the midst of your trouble, I, I think of the times when your life gets really hairy and really gets out of control and, and, and things are looking pretty bleak and things aren't looking very good. But during those times you experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can begin to abound in hope. So that in the midst of all of that, that you can have joy in the midst of all of that, that you can have peace when uh, your work situation does not look encouraging at all. When you have this trust in the presence of the spirit of God and you say, I just need an encounter with the spirit of God, I need a, a fresh encounter with him. He can give you a a joy and a peace and a hope that is unexplainable. You try explaining it to people around you and they just don't understand how somebody could have such joy and such peace and such hope in the midst of utter sadness. You know, I think of those who lost loved ones and yet... Somehow, some way in the midst of all of that, they've leaned into the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God has given them a peace that they, it's just unexplainable. They they try explaining it, but they can't because they had an encounter and that's what it was. And an, encounters don't have to be this big, earth-shaking thing. It could just be this work that's going on within your heart and within your life that the Spirit of God is doing, that is bringing this peace that you go, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I get it (laughs) because it's the Spirit of God that is ministering in and through me. And friends, I want you to experience this encounter And the Holy Spirit Himself wants you to experience Him in a fresh way, in a new way, in a way that will transform your life and transform your world. He wants to do that in you and through you. And it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you're watching. Um, You know, it, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter what... You know how you tripped and fell as you walk through this thing called life. It doesn't matter. What matters is that the Spirit of God is here and He's there with you right now. And He wants you to encounter Him in a way that will rock your world. He rocked my world that day back in 1983. And at various times since then, he has continued to rock my world. He has continued to bring me peace when I thought, how could I have peace in the midst of the storm? How could I? And there's been storms that we have encountered in our lives where I can only attribute the peace that I had in the midst of it and the hope that I had in the midst of it to the Holy Spirit of God being active and involved in my life. Friends, the Holy Spirit is a wonderful resource that has been promised to us by Jesus Christ himself. And the book of Acts is a story of the early church's exploration of that gift. Of who the Holy Spirit was. The disciples and those who received this marvelous gift of the Holy Spirit. um, They had been, think about it. They had been commissioned. The early church had been commissioned by Jesus himself to perform an impossible task. To reach a heathen world. A world that was lost. Lost. A world that had been come unanchored from any form of hope and Jesus gave the early church that impossible task to carry the gospel to those people. To be light in the midst of darkness. But he knew that they could not do it on their own. He knew they could not do it in their own strength. He knew they could not do it by simply relying on their own intellect. Or their own charisma. Or their own ability. He knew they could only do it through the anointing and presence and power of the Holy Spirit of God. Think about it. Think about who made up the early church. Who made up the early church were a bunch of fishermen. Who made up the early church were just a bunch of what, what society would have called peasants. Just commoners, just regular people. But the beauty is he didn't stop there. Part of the crew, there is also a doctor, the Bible says. There is a banker. There are people from all walks of life who were part of that crew back in the day who had been touched and transformed by the presence of the living God. And all of those people are now spiritual giants who we still honor today some 2,000 years ago friends that is who the holy spirit is and that is what the holy spirit does in our lives you know as we were as i've been preparing uh for this i've been reading a lot about the holy spirit i've been praying i've been i've been uh, trying to um still myself quiet myself uh more so that i can hear his voice more And along the way, you know, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me, asked me to do a few things. I said, yeah, I'll do it. No issues, no problem, no issues. You know, through that, you know, I started to think, think for a minute. We sing and I, I, I do and I've done this up until this week, man. You know, welcome, Holy Spirit. We welcome you here. We just welcome you to come into this place. We welcome you to come into our presence. And I started thinking, well, the Holy Spirit is not a guest. (laughs) He's not a stranger that we invite in. I I thought, who am I to invite? He invites me. He invites me into his presence. He says, Scott, come into my presence. He says, Scott, I'm here, come. And I started thinking about that. And I, I started thinking about how we as a church world... Have been doing that, and I go, "Well, wait a minute." Yeah, it, I mean, it, it seems right, and you know, and I understand our heart when we do it. You know, we we just want to. It's like, yeah, yeah, come on into my house. But he's saying, "Come on into my house." <laughs> he's saying, "Come on into my presence." It's an invitation from him to us, not an invitation from us to him. Did you get it, we kind of had it a little backwards. He, he's waiting for us to to come into our uh, his presence. This is what he's waiting for. For us to come into His presence, He's waiting for us to just quiet ourselves enough to experience Him in a fresh way. Will you do that? Will you quiet yourself enough where it's kind of like just you and him, just you and him, giving you the strength you need to do whatever it is that you need to do? You know, maybe you're in an impossible situation at work. It just it's impossible. It seems impossible. Well, maybe quiet yourself and lean in to the Holy Spirit and just allow him to minister to you, bring you joy and bring you peace and give you hope in the midst of it. Maybe you're in an impossible relational situation. You know, you're, you're dealing with, I don't know, a family member that is becoming impossible. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in, my friends, to to help us in those situations. Practical. See, the Holy Spirit wants to practically be involved in your life, in every way He can. I, I was I was talking with, you know, and I'll, I'll pick on you a little bit here. And I, I know he's kind of a shy guy, but Drew was telling me yesterday that he just can pick up a thing and build it and know what to do. He just, he says it's God-given. And it's that's what the Spirit of God does. I think of the artisans in the Bible who were part of the crew that were building God's temple and God's tabernacle. And, you know, I thought those people were uniquely gifted by the Spirit of God back then. To do what they were doing. And God's uniquely gifted you to do what you can do. Some people say, yeah, I just got this God-given ability. And you do. That's part of the Holy Spirit's role in our lives. He helps us tap into that limitless potential. Potential. You know, I I am um, taking the lid off. I'm taking the lid off. Part of my personality will want to put lids on things, cap things and say, yeah, yeah, no, no. That's all I can fit in this is what's in there. I need to just take the lid off now. Limitless potential. I need to take the lid off of the caps that I put on my own life, the caps that I put on what God wants to do in my life, and I hope you're willing to do the same to take the lid off. One of the lids that needs to come off, my friends, it's a huge lid. It's the lid where you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior. Where you make a choice right here, right now, that you make a choice that from this moment forward, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ to be my personal Lord and Savior. And if that's you, if you've never prayed this prayer, I want to lead you in a very simple prayer that asks Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to give you a new hope and new freedom and a new life in him. And if that's you, if you're here today, whether you're here live or you're online, I want to provide an opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, you can do this right here and you can do it at home as a step of faith wherever you are. Just, you know, raise your hand. Say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ wherever you are, whether you're at home or you're here. I want you to thank you for that hand. Thank you. Yes. And at home, thank you for those hands. And I want to lead you in a prayer. And it goes like this. Say, God, I come to you this morning. Just as I am. God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me by your precious presence. From this moment forward, I want to live for you. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. Thank you. For that, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to know if you prayed that prayer, that Jesus Christ is now your Lord and Savior. It's not based on how good you are. It's not based on how good you're going to be. It's based on how good He is. And if you prayed that prayer at home online, please just write in the comments. Email us at office at victorylifechurch.ca. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. And we'd love to connect with you. But as we kind of ready ourselves to leave, I, I just want you to just kind of kick back for a moment. And, and allow for the Spirit of God. to do what he does best in your life and in your world and bring you peace bring you joy and bring you hope through his power that's what that verse says in Romans it all comes through the power of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit I thank you that you invite us into your presence. That you invite us into your presence. And we thank you for that. And We thank you that we have this holy, holy opportunity to come into your presence. saturate us and fill us. May we abound in a hope that can only come through your power and through your presence. I thank you for it. I give you praise for it. All over this room and at home, the presence of the Spirit of God presence of the Spirit of God, bringing hope, bringing help, bringing healing, bringing deliverance, bringing freedom, bringing victory, bringing joy where there was no joy, the Holy Spirit bringing it. And he's he's inviting us into his presence. He's saying, just come on in. Come on in. It's like the door to his rooms are open. Can you see it? The doors to his rooms are open. And he's saying, just come on in. Just come on in. Just come on in. I'm here. Just come on in. It's like a banqueting table is set before us. We're not inviting him to the banqueting table. He's inviting us to the banqueting table to just come in and enjoy all of who he is and all of what he has, all of what he's, all of what's been prepared for us. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I pray as we leave, as we as 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 we prepare ourselves to just experience him in a fresh way, I pray that what you heard today would not um, that would not leave you that it would continue to kind of follow you around <laughs> that you you'd be thinking of these opportunities where yeah i get to i get to go into I'm invited into the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm invited in to be with Him. I'm invited in to enjoy all of that He has for me. I'm invited in. and I thank you for it. I I don't know how to end this. So I'll just uh, say God bless you. Thank you for joining in. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming today. I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to do. If you need prayer, I want you to come forward. I want to pray with you and trust God with you. God bless you.